You're listening to Good Business, a podcast that inspires business leaders to continue their pursuit of success while still maintaining their values. If you want to be more successful and gain valuable insight from seasoned business leaders, then you're in the right place. And this podcast was designed for you. My name is Clay Vaughn, and I'm best known as the CEO of Reverent, a full-service agency that helps business leaders market their business and share their story. I'm sitting down with leaders from every industry to hear their process, the lessons they've learned, and how they've been able to achieve the success every leader hopes for. So today is going to be really unique, and I'm so grateful that we've been able to bring on this special guest. You're going to be able to hear from Elise Griffin today. She is one of our amazing clients, but several years ago, they came to us and said, hey, we need to clarify our message. And we went through the whole process that Reverent Media does using StoryBrand. It was great. Really enjoyed working with Josh and Sylvia and Elise and the rest of the team. But one thing that stood out to me on our very first call was the simple fact that Elise and Josh and Sylvia and the whole team at Trevero, they do an amazing job coaching. In fact, they do such a great job that they've been able to implement all of their program, all their curriculum into being pretty much the top referral source for Chick-fil-A. And I don't know about you guys, but I love Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A is one of my favorite restaurants. In fact, if I could say it, it would be my favorite fast food restaurant because obviously all of the food comes pre-blessed and that'll be the only dad joke you hear from me today. But what I really do appreciate about the Trevero team is they are so intentional with their approach and it's obviously proven to be so successful because Chick-fil-A refers so many of their business owners, their franchise owners to these guys. And it's a pretty incredible process that they put people through. And so as we dive into this podcast today, I'm really excited for you guys to hear from Elise what what they do and what the power is behind what they do. I mean, we've been talking all season long about how important it is to maintain your values in business, but what does that look like and how do you actually put a plan in place where that's something that can be tangible, that can be measurable and having an executive coach or a business coach or a coach in general from a life perspective, having someone like that can really shape your future in a positive light. It'll help you point out blind spots and make sure that you're not wasting your time in an area that isn't part of your long-term vision. And so anyway, with all that being said, I am excited to introduce Elise. So let's dive in. Well, good morning, Elise. Thank you so much for tuning into Good Business today. I'm so excited to dive into this conversation. The very first question I'd love just to to go with is, who are you and why are you on this podcast today? Tell me a little bit about you. That's a great question. Well, I'm super excited to be here. Um, We've known each other, honestly, not too long, but all my interactions with Clay Vaughn have been amazing. So um, I am a young leader in this space, um, growing a lot. I'm an Enneagram 7. Um, I'm a wife. I'm a dog mom. So he's awesome, Gus, my dog. Um, but I'm a leadership coach in my career, and um, I absolutely love it. It's, it's an amazing career for me. And, um, you know, as I started getting into the workforce, 
I, I'm a big, I'm a big believer in it's not just one, one path fits all. Um, I think a lot of people get so concerned when they first get started with picking a career of like, okay, if I mess this up, we're, we're screwed kind of. And I just don't believe that. I believe that, you know, all of your experiences kind of funnel you and shape you and help you uh, become who the Lord's created you to be. So I started with Chick-fil-A when I was young and got a lot of skills from there and it did some guest experience. And um, when I was 18 or 19, someone coached me and had a very specific conversation with me. And it just really, really impacted me. And I thought to myself, this conversation, if I could give this to somebody else, that would mean my life is, is kind of in a direction that I want it to be. So after about a couple years of doing some other work, I took a risk with God <laughs> and took pay to take this course in coaching and then found this company that I work for now, which is called Trevero. And I work with people every day, lots of Zoom calls, lots of questions, and I just absolutely love it. That's great. So Elise, with that background in mind, I'm going to go a little off script here. Love it. What What would you say is the most... I don't know, the most common thing that you're addressing right now when it comes to all of the folks that you're coaching. I mean, you have this this journey through Chick-fil-A, you have this mm-hmm. journey in your own career, and you also have an amazing curriculum as well. So how, how does all of that interact? What, mm. what, what are you seeing right now? Gosh, there's so much. The past two years have been rough on businesses, um, but also have given a lot of opportunities. So I think the biggest thing that I'm seeing with the people I get to work with is um, the realization that you really do just have to be self-aware in order to get to get somewhere. That could be in your business. That could be in your personal life. Um, but what you don't know, you can't change. Like you just can't change it. And so all a lot of my conversations are around some level of self-awareness. And I think when we get older, we think, oh, yeah, I'm self-aware now, so I can move on to bigger and better things, right? Wrong. Like, it always comes back to a level of, okay, what's a new flaw that I found in myself that I need to work through? Or maybe a director report came up to me and kind of called me out on something, and it was uncomfortable, and I reacted, and I shouldn't have reacted. Well, that's another gap area that we have to engage with. So a lot of my calls in the last two years have been so much around, hey, how do I handle this? This pandemic, this business landscape that we're in has kind of brought some ugly parts out. How can we how can we get through it? So that's I think that's what I would say is like a large big picture. Yeah, that's fantastic. What do you guys do through that? I, I know you're just talking through it. You're, you're essentially an unlicensed counselor, right? <laughs> yeah. um, I feel like with all my clients, I do the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. But what, what do you guys do to kind of get that out of people, to get people to talk when you're on that call and you're, yeah. you're trying to identify what those key issues mm-hmm. are, those blind spots are? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think at the end of the day, Clay, it always comes back to people just want to be heard. And the beauty of my job is I just get to listen to people. Um, And I get to ask questions that nobody asks them. And I get to tell them, hey, this is what you're communicating. Is this what you really want? Um, And that's the beauty of coaching. And if, if people listening aren't familiar with coaching, 
um, it's a very specific type of a conversation that helps people get to where they want to be. So it's not therapy, very specifically. It's not consulting. It's this like niche in between that focuses on this positive growth um, in individuals. So a large part of how that's done is through questions. So for, for this example that we're talking about, um, you know, COVID happened, business leaders might be saying, you know, I really want my team to stay with me. The staffing is just horrible. I need my team to stay with me. And so a coach, we might have to get real serious with like, okay, if you, you're saying you want this, but you're paying like minimum wage. So do you really want that? Or do you want to save that money? You know? Um, so we get to hold up mirrors to people and help them get to the root by themselves. Um, kind of a, a prerequisite of coaching is questions. And they say that because um, usually people have concepts sink into their psyche, really, uh, when they come to it themselves. And, you know, you hear your mom say, Clay, don't do that. Don't do it. You know, but until you actually try it and realize that was bad for me, then you won't do it. You know, so it's rare that just Absolutely. saying you shouldn't do this um, actually sinks into someone. So coaching helps us see where we actually need to change. And it also helps us see, are we actually really willing to do it? What do you typically see the change look like? Like, and, and what is that process? If you're talking to a business leader or an owner of mm -hmm. a business, when you take them through this process of becoming self-aware, frankly, of weak spots and blind spots, mm -hmm. what does that look like? Mm -hmm. what, what, is, what does the end result look like? And, and why do people shout from the rooftops about how amazing <laughs> it is to have a, a coach? Yeah, man, it looks like so many different things. And this is the, the, really gratifying selfishly it's a very gratifying part of my job is when people hit these aha moments of i have more clarity now i have more of a path um so i think a lot of times with in our, in our conversations you know we ask questions and eventually the, a person gets to a place of understanding about okay i think i need this in order to get better or in order to move forward um and so that's where we get to come in and help with specific action items or an action plan that will actually move in that direction. So let's say um, the same business owner struggling with staffing. Um, maybe they realize that they are actually really scared of instability in their business financially. That's why they're just absolutely not willing to increase their pay. Well, once we realize that and we can kind of flesh that out, then we can come up with an action plan of like, okay, we know this is an insecure spot. We also know it's really hurting your business. So what do we need to do today? That's just a first step. We're not going to like increase to 15 an hour or 20 an hour today. We're just going to like ask your team, how are they feeling about their wages right now? You know, or some small step that works for them to help them move forward. Um, and so the cool thing is action items look like all kinds of different things. For, for us, some business owners need to think about things. They need moments and to carve out time of self-reflection and really get asking some hard questions like by themselves. They need to ask like people around them. Some people, you just need to say, hey, don't show up to our next call unless you're doing this because you just aren't like for some reason, you're not, I don't think you actually want this. So how, how about we like put some skin in the game here? 
So it just kind of depends. It's kind of a creative process of what does this person need to start moving? And that's kind of where we start. When I think about my journey through business and when I think about the issues that I've faced and the blind spots that I wish I'd known about three (laughs) years ago that are just now coming to the surface, what I would just ask you, since you guys have done this for hundreds of business owners now, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. After working with hundreds of business owners, what would you say is the one consistent theme you've been saying, hey, look, this will dramatically impact your day-to-day, your, your mm-hmm. life, regardless of where you're at in business. Mm-hmm. I mean, you mentioned self-reflection, just taking time mm-hmm. to, to think about that. Is mm-hmm. that it or is there something else? And, and what does that look like? Yeah, that's a great question. And I'm not going to pretend like I have the exact answer here. Um, I think it all... And, you know, my job is a lot in emotional intelligence, emotional awareness thing. And there's a lot of very well-researched articles that are starting to come out about how that is actually the trait that is the most valuable when you're hiring and making hiring decisions. So um, what I see, like typically, is it kind of comes back to a values thing of you will do what you actually want to do. And a lot of times I think we say we want something, but we don't actually want that kind of, kind of that same, that same thing. So it comes back to values. And then that kind of the action piece there is do do business owners and do leaders that are, you know, I know you're several years into your business. Like I was listening to the podcast this morning. Um, So maybe, you know, five to 10 years into the business, do they have the humility to admit I went wrong here and I need to adjust. I need, I need to tweak some stuff. Uh, humility is really hard to have. And especially when you have a team under you, and especially when you have several zeros behind what your business is worth, it's hard to be like, wow, I messed up. I need to make an adjustment. I need to invite some accountability into this different part of my leadership um, that's not so measurable. Um, That's kind of what I see to be like the big area of focus that we're really digging into with business leaders and some people clay really engage and some people really don't and you know how you can tell is by their their pnl like (laughs) it's it's wild to see how it actually shows up in the real world and maybe it takes a year to see it but it the numbers don't lie when it comes to emotional intelligence so it's kind of interesting to see the research backing that up these days too (laughs) yeah absolutely everyone listening in on this and and at least you you know this as well i'm a very strong christian i try to integrate on a daily basis my faith into my -hmm. business I, i don't see a way to separate the two david was one of the most successful kings in israel he was known for his leadership and in, in the scripture, we all reference that for good leadership principles. Obviously, he made mistakes. But when you think about Saul, he is not known for that. Mm. And there's obviously a lot of different factors that, that are at play here. But one thing that has always stood out to me is David and his mighty men. Mm. And the fact that David had his close circle of counselors I mean, he had his sage, he had, he had everybody yeah. just pouring into him, whereas Saul refused to listen to anyone. Mm-hmm. And you see what happened to Saul's kingdom. It did not end well for him. Yeah. It wow. did not end well for his family. And you look at David's kingdom and the legacy that he left. Mm-hmm. And so I think what you pointed out there is if you 
are willing to humble yourself and mm-hmm. as a business leader and not think that you have all the answers, mm-hmm. but surround yourself with people like a coach, but yeah. also in the company as well, yeah. around yourself and ask them to hold you accountable. I mean, mm-hmm. that, that is a game changer. Oh, um, absolutely. Yeah. yeah when, I, when I first put in into Reverend, the leadership team structure, I told the people on the leadership team, I was like, you have the ability to fire me. Wow. <laughs> you have the ability to fire me. Now, granted, I could, as the 100% owner of the business, I could go in and counteract <laughs> that. But that process was, they, they had the ability to do that. And they still do. Mm. Because we hold to certain values as a company. And if we say we're going to do something, we're going to do it. And mm-hmm. I, I yeah. can't hold everyone else to a different set of standards than I hold myself. So mm. I think yeah. everything that you were just saying, I 100% agree with mm-hmm. and endorse because yeah. it is, you see it in the PL, you see it in that success. Yeah. And when you look back at the history of all of my companies, there's a very clear marker. And whenever Clay got out of the way, the company started to succeed. So Yeah, I think something with humility too is I've often heard humility say, it's like humility is not thinking less of yourself, it's thinking of yourself less, kind of a lot of definitions. But uh, an old mentor of mine shared that a good definition of humility is having an accurate understanding of yourself. Yeah. And, um, I think that's so good because sometimes we, in a in a false humility, really just like put ourselves in the ground. We'll never amount to anything. I'm the worst business owner. I should get out of the way. And that's just that's also pride coming up and bubbling up and still imp- impacting those decisions, making you not teachable, making you like live in the sense of reality that's not true or real. On the other hand, we have people who think they just hung the moon. And it's just like, wow, I never have met someone like that ever, except for Jesus. And, you know, that's just wild that you're so good at your job. Um, And you see that impacting because they're also not teachable, but it's in a different way. And I love that definition of humility because it's like, man, it's a consistent prayer and a consistent battle as a business leader, business owner to ask like, Lord, where, where am I missing it? Am I, am I too low? Am I too high? Like, give me just this right sense of who I am with you. And it'll act as a compass. I'm, I really believe it. So, yeah. I love it. So let's talk about you. Let's talk about what you have experienced. I know you guys are excellent coaches. The whole team of Trevero, amazing people, full disclosure, uh, we have been working with Trevero. Uh, we built their <laughs> website. We helped them with messaging. It's just been an honor getting to work with Sylvia and, and Elise yeah. and everybody else on the team. What have you guys seen in your journey? Y'all are a fast moving, fast growing mm-hmm. company as well. Y'all have very key partnerships with, dare I say, partnerships with Chick-fil-A, <laughs> but very close relationships yes. with Chick-fil-A. Yes. And I'd love just to hear the story of mm-hmm. how Trevero has grown through that. And I know you kind of touched on that as part of your background, but mm-hmm. what is what has happened through the journey of Trevero and what have you guys learned? Yeah, well, Trevero is an amazing company. Um, our founder, Josh, he was actually involved in Chick-fil-A um, and then just felt the word calling him to start a leadership development company because he saw a gap there. So I think it was probably eight years ago he started and then Trevero officially launched like five years ago. So in the past five years, we've grown from 
begging people, will you get on a call with me for free? You know, to um, now we work with about 150 business owners across the U.S. and even in Canada. Um, and we just get to help them uh, build their businesses. And the thing about uh, businesses like Chick-fil-A, um, who are extremely high volume and growing at an incredible pace, um, which a lot of your listeners are probably in a similar season, um, growing at an incredible pace. Um, but they have a lot of leaders who are working this specific job, like managing teams, and they're young, they're new, fresh, hungry leaders. But typically, there's a gap of awareness. How do I deal with conflict? And it's not even a hard skills gap, typically, because you can teach that pretty easily. It's yeah. a soft skills gap of what do you do when you're in a pressure cooker environment like Chick-fil-A or like we work with a couple other um, a couple other smaller businesses as well. But, you know, like an appraisal business, like what do you do when the appraisal market is crazy right now? Because everybody's trying to reappraise their house um, and all and they need they need a, they need stuff fast. And what do you do when it's pressure? Um, typically the bad side comes out, right? Like typically the, the rough side comes out. So what we do is we figure out what that gap is and we, um, and it's different for every individual, every team. I mean, we have like org charts of teams that we work with with their specific challenges that maybe it's 20 people that we work with in a team and we have their specific challenges and the weird dynamics between the business owner and the leaders. And this leader is kind of funky, but they're good, but they're, here's the gap they're missing. So um, we just get to get in there and, and get honest with them and ask, hey, how can we help you become a little bit more healthy? And I was actually talking to Josh before I hopped on here with you. And he said, we make, you know, 30,000 plus decisions every day, every single day, right? Like, what shoes should I wear? I wore my Nikes today, if you're in case you're wondering, what, um, what shirt should I wear today? What should I eat for breakfast? Should I go to the gym or not? To should I fire this person? Is this? Do I need to have this conversation right now? Um, why do I feel the way you know, like, there's so many decisions that we're making. So if you can improve the effectiveness of 10% of them, how much different would your life look? And so that's what we do is we try to get in there and help people think about, okay, what's my 10% of decision or even 1%? What's a 1%? That's James Clear, Atomic Habits language, but what's my 1% that I can shift and adjust and make more effective? Um, and it's it's really cool to see operators who is like the Chick-fil-A owners and their teams just buy into this concept. Um, and then they see results. They see retention. They see sales growth. Their leaders are bought in, invested. They see referrals. I mean, it's just really, really cool. They see new opportunities. They get second stores um, once they get going. So it's a really, really cool work. If you could kind of leave our audience that's tuning in today with some tangible, actionable advice, what, what would that be? <laughs> I love it. I love it. I think for everybody listening and me included, like it's, it's really humbling actually to be in this job because even this week I was coaching people on things that I really needed to hear myself. Mm. So it's a very humbling yeah. <laughs> job in that sense, but just for, for anybody listening, um, I would just encourage you to ask like, what, what is the gap that I have in, in my current phase? I don't care if you're the president 
of the world or the United States or your company or your chamber of commerce. I don't care what you are or how high your title is or how low your title is. Um, you still have a gap, right? So think about what am I, where, where do I actually want to be and what's holding me back from that? And I think if you ask that question and even if you invite some trusted, kind people to give you some gentle, honest feedback, you'd be surprised at um, what a little bit of attention to that gap might give you. So I know it's difficult. It's hard to engage with that, but um, that's what I would encourage you to do. That pairs so closely with what you were talking about earlier. You have to have humility to be willing mm-hmm. to do that. So once you're aware of the problem, you have to you have to have the humility to accept the reality yes. that you've got to work on it. So yes. <laughs> yeah. One thing that I do is uh, I'll actually just write down, where do I feel like my mm-hmm. weak spots are? I've got a whiteboard right over here and I'll just <laughs> write down what are the issues that I've been facing regularly that I think are self-inflicted. And, mm. and just by writing it down, you don't even have to think about a plan on how to fix it. Just writing it down and yeah. Conscientious about it when you do go into that next meeting. And with my leadership mm-hmm. team, I'm very vulnerable with them. I'll say, hey guys, just so you know, I know this is a weakness that I'm facing right now. Yeah. I know I'm I, I'm un like I get angry or like I've got a hot temper right now or whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. Uh like just just so you know, I'm working on this. Please call me out on this if yes. you see. It. And yeah. I, I think that will change big time. And I mean, mm-hmm. uh, you mentioned mm-hmm. before we pressed record today, Elise, that you were listening in on one of the recent episodes that we had where I brought my wife on. Yep. And uh, honestly, <laughs> that was, uh, I, I, quite, I didn't quite know what was going to happen when we jumped on that call. I was like, hey, you want to <laughs> chat about our story? And uh, it could have gone any way. Um, but <laughs> it's so important if you guys listened in on that, it's so important to have your spouse involved too, because they see you mm-hmm. in your weakest they see you in your best yeah. and in your worst. And so listen Absolutely. to them. <laughs> they will be yeah. the best yes. sounding board, So, Yeah. Anyway. My husband recently, even this week, and this is like my practical thing, is I know how I receive feedback best. So I ask for that. So I'll say, hey, I think I, I want you to tell me this, but just please be gentle because I'm just like a little, I'm a little tender right now. And it sounds weird, but it, it also helps me be able to receive it. Um, so that's like uh, something I've learned over time is I, I'm actually okay to receive it. I want to know the truth, but just please be kind and gentle. And then it's, it's really cool what comes after that. So my husband, Jonathan, he, this week just like asked a very kind, gentle, probing, harsh <laughs> question that really got me thinking. And it come, it really, really revealed a weak spot for me, but it was like my practical tool. I worked. And so now I'm working on it. Now I'm engaging with it. So. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Yeah. Elise, um, thank you so much for being a part of this. I know you guys talk for hours with your clients about this kind we of do. stuff. Uh, so if y'all tuning in today are, are interested in taking that first step and exploring yourself and your own weak spots and how you can overcome issues that you're seeing in your business every single day, I highly highly, highly recommend you reach out to Josh, to Elise, to Sylvia, to the whole team at Trevero 
and start their coaching program. As I mentioned earlier, I've kind of gotten to see the behind the scenes of yeah. what, <laughs> what the whole program is like. And it's incredible. It truly mm-hmm. is. They use testing to learn who you are, to mm-hmm. show you some weak spots, and then they go to work and they'll be excellent guide for you guys. Elise, is there anything else that I missed? I know you know your product better than I do. So <laughs> Uh, I don't think so. We just, we love working with all kinds of people. It doesn't matter where you're at in life. We're, we're ready. So awesome. I'm really grateful that for the opportunity to be here today, Clay. Yeah. Yeah. So y'all go check out T-R-E-V-E-R-O.com, Trevero.com and uh, reach out to them, schedule a consultation and you guys, uh, I know it's going to be great for you. So Elise, thanks again for tuning into Good Business. Yeah, thank and- you. And um, thanks if you like this podcast, please subscribe now and share with your friends, family, and other business leaders. You can learn more about each guest and the resources we discuss at www.clayvon.com. And if you're a business leader looking to market your business and share your story, check out my company, Reverent, at www.reverent.media. We'll see you next time on Good Business. Yeah.